the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Yes, it is. As we head into Hour 2 this Friday, few people I'd rather speak to or end the week with than one of my favorite public servants in the entire country, and that's Congressman Andy Biggs, representing Arizona's fighting 5th Congressional District, Chairman of the Freedom Caucus. Happy Friday, Andy. Hey, thanks. I'm looking at one of your flyers, and I want to talk to you about this event, and we'll talk more about it as we get closer But it actually says on your flyer, Congressman Andy Biggs, Arizona's Fighting Fifth. Did we give you that appellation, that name? I think we did. You might be the one. I'm going to take that as a yes. Yes, sure. (laughs) Talk to us about this great event on April 10th called the Drop Zone event. It's your second annual, it looks like. It looks great. I want to go, actually, if I'm allowed. But talk to us about it. Oh, you bet. Okay. So, So we... So we've done this before. Uh, the one we did last year got canceled. Everything was canceled uh, due to the virus. But you have so many veterans uh, who need services. And what we do is we get a lot of service providers, uh, both from the, the local VA, but also uh, vendors, you know, uh, whether it's some medical people there. Last uh, two years, massage, we had haircuts, we had all kinds of things for veterans to come in and uh, participate and, and find a way to get take care of some service. It's an opportunity for the community to to uh, tip our hat uh, of gratitude to these men and women who have who served us and protected our freedom. So it's a great event. A lot of vendors uh, are coming. A lot of people in the community want to be there. A lot of volunteers, but hopefully a lot of veterans will come as well. This is great. This is Saturday, April 10th, and you can get information by going to Andy Biggs' website, biggs.house.gov, haircuts, congressional casework services, filing a claim with the VA. And uh, I think I'd like to go and say hi and thank you to all these guys and gals, Andy, if you'll have me. I think I'd like to. Absolutely. And we'll promote it a few more times before now and then. Absolutely. It's a great event. We had... uh, we we were so crowded the first one we did it was it was fantastic well let's see if we can't make this one even bigger yeah yes you've covered a lot of territory this week andy and and much of what i wanted to talk to you is summed up in your opening statement from uh, a day or so ago i think it was yesterday i know days blend together probably for me as much as you uh, for the Subcommittee on Crime, Terrorism, and Homeland Security on Controlled Substances. And the first thing you pointed out was there's no one from the federal government there. Talk to us about this hearing and what you said. Yeah, yeah. so, so this hearing, we're supposed to talk about enforcement of, of drug laws in America. Uh, and there was nobody there how we're enforcing it, provide statistics or data or anything. This was – we had – uh, the Democrats brought in three um, uh, professors types. Uh, a couple of them are critical race theorists that uh, get up every morning and and uh, and uh, uh, pray at the altar of critical race theory. 
Then we had a libertarian professor from Rice University. <laughs> and, hey, who uh, doesn't believe in borders, I assume, or something like that? Or drug oh, laws? Yeah. 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 <laughs> or drug yeah, laws, yeah. right. Okay. We brought in a guy that was a, was a DEA special agent for, for 28 years who could say, look, it impacts people of every race, every creed, whether you live in an urban area, suburban area, or rural area. Uh, fentanyl right now is, is a killer. Um, but they didn't want to talk about that. Yeah. They didn't want to talk about that. They wanted to talk about, I don't know, disparity. They wanted a reduction of sentences. Uh, they wanted no sentences. They wanted reparations to people who had been sentenced. Uh, you know, when we had, uh, when we just went through the highest year of substance abuse overdose deaths, is this really the place we want to be? The fe- yeah. we want to see the federal government going? Yeah, well, think about it. Um, you, we we have a porous border, and and we we give people the recipe for mental health disaster, um, and a lot of people in our society have left faith and religion behind. And, and, and even people of faith, they, they, they get stressed, they're, they're emotional, they're depressed, whether you're a person of faith or not. And some people turn to drugs. And fentanyl, fentanyl is so powerful, Seth, and you know this, it just takes a couple of grains and it can kill you. And, and this drug's coming in, you got what, uh, uh, a, a fake knockoff fentanyl that's coming in. Sometimes it just takes one hit and you're dead. And so uh, they didn't want to talk about that. They didn't want to talk about by, that. By the way, by the way, people of faith who are affected by this, you and I both know these families, lots of them, unfortunately, yes. too many of them. By the way, one thing to exacerbate the problem is to make it – we haven't had it as much problem in Arizona, but in other places we sure have. One, one way to make that problem worse is to close down those, those centers of faith on Sunday. Well, that's right. You, you you isolate people, yeah, and you and you scare the crap out of them. That's right. what the that's what the governments have done, right, uh, of America, and uh, so just it was it was a bizarre hearing. Uh, the 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 one of the members, I'm the ranking member on that committee, and and one of my members uh, is sitting there. says, Andy, Andy, these people are nuts. Yeah. They're nuts. Yeah, and. Uh, it really was a, a travesty the way that. that but you make an out. important point that you know the crisis at the border. Let, let's move into that because you sent an important letter to Secretary Mayorkas, uh, Homeland Security Secretary, on, on declaring it a crisis. And I want to get to that. You make an important point here, Andy. This isn't just an Arizona, California, Texas problem. This is why the Attorney General of Montana has signed on to a lawsuit filed by the state of Arizona against the administration. Because as he said, we're finding crystal, you know, we're finding meth in Montana that's coming up through the border from Arizona and Texas. You know, these things don't just stay in Arizona. This is a nationwide problem. It's a nationwide crisis. As Lincoln said, it's all our territory. Yeah, you're exactly right. And I'll just tell you, there's three, there's three, I'll try to do this quickly, but there's three, three points on that, uh, that, that we might want to consider. Number one, uh, the, the number one drug trafficking corridor remains the Tucson sector. Yep. Why is that? Yeah. Because rugged, uh, and, and you know it is still that way because this is the only sector where people are running away from border patrol. They're surrendering everywhere else and effectively they're flooding everywhere else 
and sending the drugs up through our sector. So that's number one. Number two, um, the the intelligence is very clear on this. The testimony of the DEA officer, and this is accurate uh, by what everybody tells me, is these cartels, the human trafficking, sex trafficking, and drug trafficking cartels of Mexico, they have affiliates in every uh, city in the country. Oh, yeah, no, these are, these are sophisticated operations. I Absolutely. mean, if people think this is some kind of tent somewhere operating in Jalisco, uh-uh, no, no, no. <laughs> this, is, this, is the, this is like McDonald's. No, that's exactly right. And then I, then I guess the last point to make, make is, because of that, the availability is overwhelming. Yeah. And uh, so in Montana, they're getting crystal milk. They're getting fentanyl. They're getting heroin mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. It's not an Arizona problem. It's a, it's actually a national and international problem, which is why I think the wording and the phraseology and the getting the mindset right matters. Tell us about this letter you sent to Mayorkas. Well, Mayorkas is the one who said, this is not a crisis. This is, this is a challenge. Right. And the reason, and you're right, because if you if you allow them to construct a narrative that what is happening on the border is merely a challenge that we can overcome quickly, it, it doesn't give uh, the sense of urgency that a crisis does. And this should be a this should have a sense of urgency. You are already up. Well, I don't, I'm wearing a mask. Out here. What am I doing? It, Andy. You, it, Andy. To, yeah. Yeah, I know. What it's, it's it, I went into a store and you know it's a private I'm glad we're on radio. Around. This this yeah, would this yeah. would have been a career killer. It would have. I I you know, I'm I'm confessing. I'm going to take uh, this out of the podcast idiocy. actually. I'm going to have yeah. my producer Please. remove the last 10 seconds. Yeah, remove remove yeah. my idiocy from the public. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, I mean, back, back to my of idiocy. Back to my uh, the, the way to think of it is they they're they're trying to sell a narrative. They're trying to spin this. They're trying to lie their way. In the meantime, we know uh, it was public knowledge that before before this ever happened, before this eruption happened, uh, this administration was talking about amnesty. They were providing all the magnets to come. And then they were also trying to prep their soft-sided facilities and hard-sided facilities for these, these surge that was coming. Their problem is because it, the only problem for them is that, that it's happening too quickly because they're okay with an open border. Yeah. They're okay with this kind of migration. But they, aren't, they didn't think it would happen so quickly. But, hey, look, what happens is you provide incentives, right. people respond. Yeah, yeah. Surprise, surprise that human nature works that way. And, by the way, they were warned. I mean, people like you, yeah. I've seen senators like Tom Cotton, they were warning Biden to tone it down even in November, as you were. Even in December, yeah, tone it right. down. You are creating a magnet of a problem here that we just got our hands around, right? Absolutely. I mean, when I, in fact, I was predicting this when when uh, Biden was was running. That's right. And the way he campaigned. That's right. I said, look, it, it doesn't matter if Biden wins or he doesn't win, because people believe that the border is going to be open, and you'll get. If it was Trump would have won, you'd gotten a small surge, but they couldn't have gotten through because the fence was going That's up. Right. They had better border security. But now they've basically uh, the border security as well, and so that's a problem. That's a problem. All right, Andy, can you come back next week? I want to talk a little bit more about HR one going forward, and uh, you come on the show once or twice a week. We'll just promote Drop Zone from now until uh, until okay. April tenth. But let me repeat: Saturday, April tenth, from ten to two p.m., ten a.m. to two p.m. 
uh, the drop zone event uh, for veterans, haircuts, congressional casework services, claims with filing claims uh, with the VA, checking status, all kinds of things for veterans. And uh, hey, Andy hey, is good to host it. Yes, sir. Seth, I got to tell you two, two things. Number one, I like the tax man as a conservative song. I listen to that song at least once a week. Okay. And it is reflective of what, what we have become in America. Okay. Um, the second thing is that speech last night that Joe Biden gave, he didn't give it to the American people. He gave it to people who are socialists. American people reject the kind of... I, I think so, too. Uh, the idea that we need permission for him to have a barbecue. Yes. I'm worried about the headline from this interview, though. I really am. Andy Biggs wears face mask and praises English hey. rock band, 1966. I'm a little worried about <laughs> that. Let's end with the condemnation of Uncle Joe. He's wrong. <laughs> Andy, we love you. Have a great weekend. Thanks, well deserved, sir. Well deserved. Well Thank earned. You. All Appreciate right. It. We'll catch up next week. God bless you. Welcome back to the Seth Leapson Show. Open line Friday, 602 Six zero. If you'd like to, uh, if you'd like to weigh in, and uh, if this is your month, March, because of March Madness, because of the NCAA tournament, uh, you want to check out this great new film about UConn and Jim Calhoun. It's called Born to Lead, and it's the newest film on Salem now. It's a fantastic story about Jim Calhoun and UConn's story from losing his father at a young age and instantaneously becoming the man of his family as a teenager to his rise through coaching ranks and eventually leading UConn to three NCAA championships. Born to Lead <coughs> features great interviews with Richard Hamilton, <coughs> Ray Allen, sorry, Mike Krzyzewski, Jim Beheim. It's a great film. Get ready for March Madness by watching Born to Lead, now available at Salem. Now.com. That's born to lead at SalemNow.com. Use the promo code Phoenix for additional savings. You know that there is a uh, huge problem, um, huge problem that um, Joe Biden has with his capabilities, basically mental and verbal. Everyone knows it. It's now known by the international media as well. This is just great. It's not. It's, it's horrible. It's a tragedy. And it's a danger. The London Telegraph, which I think is the 10th largest newspaper in England, in the United Kingdom, it's the equivalent of something like the Boston Globe here in America, has a column out today, today, after watching his speech last night. Let me read it to you. Do I have time? Yeah. Joe Biden's decline is this is British paper. This is a British paper. Joe Biden's decline has become so painful to see and so embarrassing to watch that it feels cruel to mention it. But it's even more cruel that Biden's team act as if it's not happening. And most of America's media look the other way. On Thursday night, Biden marked the first anniversary of the COVID-9 shutdowns and his 50th day in the White House by giving the first televised address of his presidency. He hadn't been seen in public for three days. From the moment he wheezed up to the lectern 
and peered into the camera. This isn't Fox News, folks. This is the London Telegraph. From the moment he wheezed up to the lectern and peered into the camera, you could tell Biden was on top form. Croaky sentiments, sporadic belligerence, and only the occasional moment when he looked oddly distant and perplexed. He got through 20 minutes, then tottered off without taking any questions. This is how low the bar now is for Biden. And we can see how hard Biden has to fight and what a long run-up he requires if he's to clear it. That's a hell of a point. This is the bar. 20 minutes walking off. We can see it in his struggles to follow the simple lines on his auto cue and in his bungling of the simplest ad libs. We see it in the clips of his increasingly desperate handlers trying to block him from questions at his rare and carefully managed appearances before the cameras. Most of all, we see it in his eyes. What am I doing here? Biden asked after fumbling his auto cue lines in an address in Texas in late February. He reached for the cue cards that are now his constant companion. I'm going to lose track here, he said. Biden supporters call him gaffe prone. It's true. He's always thought with his mouth open. It's also true that he bravely overcame a speech impediment in his childhood and that anxiety and age can cause a stutter to recur. But these aren't gaffes or stutters. Compare how he moves and sounds now to how he was a year ago, let alone five years ago. Biden looks and sounds frail. He seems visibly distressed at his inability to carry out the simplest requirements of office and at a time when the requirements are simpler than usual. When Biden dodged the press during last year's election campaign, his aides called it COVID-19 precautions. As the pandemic ends, he will run out of excuses for not traveling. He doesn't look capable of leading an international summit, let alone taking the proverbial 3 a.m. phone call. Earlier this week, the commander-in-chief forgot the name of the largest department in the U.S. government, the Department of Defense, as well as the name of the man he recently appointed as its leader, Lloyd Austin. Thank you to the, the former general. I keep calling him general. My, my, the guy who runs that outfit over there, he flailed. That outfit over there. It's not even in the same state as where Joe Biden was when he said that outfit over there. Biden is the first president in decades to reach 50 days in office without giving a press conference. He missed giving the traditional speech to Congress in February. His handlers refused to name when he might talk to the press and only offer that it's something he will do in the future. There's only one possible explanation. Biden's team don't trust him to manage one of the simplest requirements of modern political office, but they know they can't defer the reckoning. The longer Biden waits, the more newsworthy his delayed appearances will be and the greater the scrutiny of his performance. And once Biden has surrendered, has surrendered to the rising expectation that he speak live and unscripted, he will be expected to do it again and again, just like any other president. The presidency is turning into a theater of cruelty. It can only end one way. Sooner or later, Biden will be caught in the spotlight. The Democrats who promoted an unfit candidate to America's highest office and the media who covered for him will be exposed as having betrayed their responsibilities to the American people. And the people's trust in democratic institutions will decline further and we will all be party to Biden's public humiliation. British newspaper. That's an interesting point. The Democrats promoted an unfit candidate 
How many times were we told by even Hillary Clinton that Donald Trump was unfit? Yeah, right. Be right back. Welcome back to the Seth Liebson Show. I should like to – that's how Bill Buckley used to open firing lines. I should like to – I should like to introduce three cultural topics right here real quickly. Uh, music, movies, and dogs. Let me do a little personal pleading on the dog front. As you know, I have uh, um, Dagny the Wonder Dog. Uh, she's a Brittany. She's love of my life. I've had her since she was born, and she will be turning 12 this year, and she's very active. And uh, there's not a ball or fly she won't chase. Do you guys ever – Is there any? are there any dog experts uh, or trainers in the audience who can help me understand why some days she's great and we go out and play ball five times a day and it's great and wonderful – and then there's days like this morning. Well, she will not let me sit down. She is just wanting to play all morning long. I mean, she's running in and out, bringing balls into the house, which she knows she's not allowed to do, thinking I will take them and throw them outside with her, which I will do because I'm her sucker. What is it about a dog that can be normal four days in a row and then on that fifth day they're just – it's as if they drank 20 cups of coffee. And she's 12. I can't write a monologue when she's in a place like this. That's why I came into the studio late today. Dagny, are there trainers who can explain this to me? What is it? She, she didn't have a different breakfast. She didn't have different sleep last night. She slept all night. But she woke up and she would not stop playing or let me alone to, to, to not play with her. That's issue one. All right. Cultural issue one. Dogs. Two. Jeff. Music. Hi, Jeff. Welcome back. Hey, how you doing? I'm okay. Hey, uh, just a couple My right things. arm's a little sore from throwing balls. Oh, well, I got six dogs, so it's, uh, for me, I've got one on Prozac, so I can't tell you. They're crazy. Do so. you notice this, though? Sometimes they're just fine, and four days in a row, normal patterns, and then one other day of the week, they just will not be pacified. They just want to, they, they will not stop. It's like they you, licked coffee oh, yeah. grounds especially off the floor or something especially when you're trying to do something else yes what is that a We're critical on... need sensor that they have built in i don't i don't know they they want you they they want you to pay attention to them just like all everybody else well know? she is a girl and there is that so okay yeah. <laughs> all right attention so, must be paid it is said in death of a salesman attention must be yeah. paid maybe that's what it is we're all willie lomans okay so sir. my song yeah. my song to recommend to you is um, it's an obscure Elvis song. Uh, I don't know so much. It's about uh, conservatism as far as economically, but as far as all the values that you would hope a person would have, um, it hits the notes on all of them. It's a very great, awesome song. We just stumbled across it because we were uh, just going through old Elvis stuff. So it was from one of his obscure, it, actually, it's from the last movie he ever made. Um, it's called Clean Up Your Own Backyard. Really? It's very good. Yeah. Very I don't good know it. Maybe we can go out with it. Yeah, it's a great song. It's I don't awesome. know it at all. And most people, I never knew it either, and I'm an Elvis fan, man. So anyway, my I grew up in the Midwest. My parents were huge. Uh, my dad loved fishing more uh, and the Chiefs more than anything. Um, and they traveled around the whole Midwest uh, fishing and things like that. Well, they stopped, and I hope Rob's still listening, but uh, they stopped in Muscovy, Oklahoma once. Uh, the song, um, um, 
we don't smoke marijuana in Muskogee. Yeah. And he recommended that. But White Lightning's still the big, greatest thrill of all. <laughs> but anyway, my parents probably stopped, my dad probably stopped there because of that song. Well, they ended up, st- they stayed in a little motel, and they had, the cops had to come because the room next door was having a party with every uh, drinking and drug you could imagine. And so my parents had to leave and live and sleep in their camper because they couldn't stay in the motel. So it's a pretty funny story about uh, com- complete opposite of the song. Merle Haggard, you know, that's a funny thing, it, how, how strong that song is in the culture. Oki <coughs> from Muskogee. Oh, yeah. Bill Bennett um, was a proctor at Harvard. He had a rock and roll band. I forget what it was called, something cute, like Plato and the Apologists or something. And when the liberals were marching in Harvard Square, he would get his band together, plug in the amps, and sing real loudly. They would they would open the windows and play Oki from Muskogee. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so the other thing is, um, oh no, I'm having a brain cramp. Um, that uh, I just completely forgot what I was going to say to you, Seth. But uh, anyway, do you I have my email? Appreciated. Yeah, I'll remember it. You know. Yeah, email it to me. My dog. Okay. But I'll email it to you. No problem. Thank you, sir. All right, you guys have a great weekend and uh, listen to clean up your yeah we'll come backyard. in with it we'll come in with it in the next segment no problem we'll all right co- or oh, we'll Sounds come in good. and go out with it <laughs> see you later I, what what is the issue here i'm all my listeners emailing me saying dagny is a woman she is in charge and subject to changing her mind on whim remember that that's what they're all telling me dana will fix it when we come back That's Clean Up Your Own Backyard by Elvis, which uh, Jeff suggested uh, as, a, as a conservative rock and roll song. The lyrics are, it's not a great song, although it was written by Mac Davis, who is a great songwriter. He's done a little less conversation and in the ghetto for Elvis. That was one of his lesser ones. But, um, okay, yeah, well, the message there is conservative. Um, so we're... We're doing music, dogs, and movies, uh, and then we're going to have Pete Peterson on politics and culture in just a little bit. Dana knows dogs. She's a dog breeder and shower. Hi, Dana. Help me out here. Hi, Seth. Well, okay, so the one day that I'm actually not listening completely to the show, I'm, I'm in my whelping room with a male that I just brought home this week who's breeding my females, and he's not eating. So I'm sitting in there trying to get him to eat. Those my are good credentials for knowing dogs when you have a yeah, whelping room. Says, yeah. <laughs> My husband says, oh, my God, Seth is talking about dogs. You've got to come out here and listen. So I quick run out here. I caught the tail end of it. So Daphne is, is having a buzz. Dagny is. Dagny, d- yeah. yeah. that's all right. She's 12 this year, and she's got a lot of energy. She's a Brittany. And, yeah. And, um, you know, five out of seven days, six out of seven days a week, she's just great. She wants to play ball. She's very active, a lot of energy. She chases the ball. There's not a ball or a fly she won't chase. If there's a fly or a light on the wall reflecting from my watch, oh, my gosh, with that. But yeah. And it's fine. And we play and we have a good time. But then there was a morning like this morning where she would not let me be. She There was not enough ball throwing you could not have had enough balls being thrown to entertain her. She just wanted to go and go as if she had licked up coffee grounds on the floor or something. Her energy was off the charts, and and she didn't eat anything different. It's just weird. Why is that? Okay, well, so do you ever have days where you just 
wake up and you feel really great? No, but I have days where I wake up and I feel really not great. Okay. So think of it That point in reverse. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. She's slowing down a little bit and she was having a really good day. She was in a really good mood and it works. Right when she when she bugs you to play with her, you do it. So there's yeah. a payoff. Yeah. So she's bugging you because she wants to play. She knows it's going to work. So the more she bugs you, the more you will play with her. That's correct. Because I give right. in so, every time. I was so taught was, to just say yes. Having a good day. Happy. Yeah. You you were entertaining the good day, yeah. and she didn't want the good day to end, and it's on her terms. Yeah, always is. Because you've allowed it. To be on her terms. And I guess at age 12, it's a little too late to stop or to train well, differently. Well, you know, they say you can't teach an old dog new tricks. You can. It just takes a whole lot longer. It's probably it just stick. easier to throw the ball with her. Um, yeah, it's Probably, yeah. Yeah, it's probably that's just that's easier her, to know, give in. Okay. Entertain her and enjoy her while you can. And- yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, she was a, just, just she- be happy you're not hanging out at my house right now because I have three girls in season. And a new boy here who's the only one that gets to even touch any of the girls in season, and the other boys are not happy about it. Makes me want to think about due process rules that the Biden administration is changing. <sighs> oh, my God. This gosh. is why I do dogs, because I can't do politics. I understand, Dana. I, well, we rely on <laughs> you for everything here. Very good. Well, Billy Joel said every dog must have his every day, right? Um, right. And, and I guess just. Once in a while, this is going to happen. But it's not abnormal, you're saying. It's not something to worry no, about. Uh-uh. Okay. No, she's just having a good day. And yeah. She just wants to play, and she loves you. And, and the more she bugs you, the more you play with her. So she's just going to keep bugging you. Okay. Okay. But I, I wouldn't worry. The only thing you need to worry about is if your dog doesn't do the things that they love. Yeah. No, she's, she's never had an unenergetic day. It's the difference well, between her being in uh, fourth gear or fifth gear. She's never <laughs> seen third or second or first. She has zero. She has well, neutral. She has sleeping. But that's those right. are her three gears. Zero, neutral, fourth, and fifth. And that's, remember, I think, going to be true of any dog. Brittany. I think it's true of any Brittany. Yes, absolutely. It's a working breed. Yep. They should have boundless energy. Yeah, she does. She does. Yeah. All right. Well, this is this will help me sleep tonight. Thank you, Dana. I appreciate it. You're welcome. And if it doesn't work, you can always try CBD. <laughs> that seems to calm them. No, it, it actually it does. There's a lot of dogs that benefit from that. Are I'm not gonna, I'm, okay. God, <laughs> God love you, sister. God love you. All right. Now I got to train my sights on Bill. Because as we go into the weekend, people love talking movies here. Bill has this, a range of options he prevent, presented me as to the movies I would recommend. And I said, you know what? D- just save it for radio so I don't know the range. I don't know the list. And I'll give you my, uh, my, my, my reviews, uh, my ideas for you. What, what's on your list of the options for you this weekend, Bill? Well, on the top because your recommendations. These are options right the because they came to you via you and Mrs. Bill or something, right? Usually it's movies that other people have mentioned that okay. sound interesting. Right. I write down. Right. Uh, on the top, of course, two Jimmy Stewart movies, Rear Window and Rope. Yeah. It's just a matter of finding them. Yeah. Then well, I have... those are both great movies. <clears throat> Rear Window is a beautiful movie uh, with some great dialogue. Rope has one of the great monologues uh, of Jimmy Stewart of all time and is kind of a basic takeoff of the uh, Loeb Leopold murder. But it's a beautiful movie. Both of them are. Rear Window, more beautiful. Go ahead. Then I think we have the Corolla section. 
um, Papillion. Have you ever heard of Dustin that? Dustin Hoffman. Right. There's a heck of a scene in there that you will never get out of your head having to do with uh, a skin disease, mm. uh, uh, leprosy. Wow. It's a heck of a scene. You'll never forget it. Boy, it's, a, it's, it's poignant. Still but, good? Worth watching? Yeah. Okay. Then we have uh, Defending Your Life. He no, was on no, Brooks terrible kick. movie. Anyone who thinks that, that he is a funny actor or that it is a good movie is no one I will associate with. That oh. is, that is the, the signal of bad taste is thinking that's a good movie. Okay. So in general, is it Mel Brooks funny, Albert Brooks nah? In general, that's a good rule. Hmm. So Lost in America, which one is that? Which Brooks is that? I, I, it's got to be. It's not Mel, I don't think. It might be Woody Allen or something. I don't know it. Uh, for the Love of the Game, that's a Kevin Costner, one of his many sports-themed movies. Probably not. Yeah, and uh, let's see what else do we have in here. Uh, Dead Poets Society. Yeah, it's an okay movie. Uh, Robin Williams. Uh, there's a lot of cultural symbolism in it. I'm surprised you haven't seen it, quite frankly. There's yeah, some nice too. literature references. It's an okay movie. Carpe Diem is the theme of that. It's the late motif, as they say. All right, and one more, Gone Girl. No, terrible. Recent. No, bad idea. Okay, no. crossing no. off. Yeah. So I helped narrow down your your weekend here for you. I appreciate it. Didn't that. you have another question? Didn't you ask me about another movie? Huh. I'll think during the break. I think you mentioned Tootsie. Oh, yes. I need to add it. Tootsie is a great movie. Charles Durning, who's one of the great actors of all time, he, of course, is the man who plays the governor in Oh, Brother, Where Art Thou? One at a time in here. We're mass communicating. Tootsie is a great movie. Bill Murray, Terry Garr, Dustin Hoffman really doing a great job. Sidney Pollock, who am I missing? Jessica Lange. Great movie. There's now a seventh accuser. Of um, Andrew Cuomo. Boy, I'll tell you, how many did it take for Kamala Harris and Kristen Gillibrand and uh, Hillary Clinton and uh, who am I missing? Elizabeth Warren. How many how many accusers did it take of um, Brett Kavanaugh for them to say he was unfit for the office of Supreme Court justice? One. And. um how long ago was it? A lifetime or five ago, high school. How credible was the accuser? Not at all. Didn't know time and place. Probably, at least according to Brett Kavanaugh, never even met her. Notice Andrew Cuomo isn't denying that. These women are credible people. They work in the governor's office or in the media. Um, Lance is in Phoenix. Hi, Lance. Hey Seth, I um, I got a silly question. Um, it doesn't seem like people are outraged about the stimulus thing, and now they're talking about getting these fourteen hundred dollar checks out. Rush to do it, but yeah, it's like if you take one point nine trillion and divide it by the man, woman, and child that's a U.S. citizen at three hundred fifty million, it's basically saying that. We're giving the government forty-one hundred dollars for our fourteen hundred at fifty-five hundred to do whatever the hell they want. And why are we not upset that they're just spending our money like this, like crazy? 
Well, um, I guess it depends on who you listen to. Uh, I think half the country is outraged by it. Not a single Republican voted for it, for example. Not one. Uh, But it doesn't seem to be getting the coverage. Well, that's not a surprise, is it? <laughs> let me let me talk to you about Hunter Biden's laptop. Yeah, no, agreed, agreed. I just no, I, I, I listen. I mean, th- this is why you have Fox and Newsmax and talk radio. We we, I mean, I had three congressmen on talking about it, uh, and three different columnists, uh, National Review, and two other uh, of the Federalists talking about it. We had some callers on this. And Fox News has been covering it with interviews from, uh, you know, everyone from Senator Kennedy to Kevin McCarthy to Andy Biggs um, and David Schweikert. And I mean, I, I you're right. Uh, there is outrage. Um, it's just it's not on CNN and it's not um, on MSNBC and it's not in the Arizona Republic and it's not in the New York Times. But, um, you know, what else is new? I show you the Times. Look, um, it's going to be even harder once people get those $1,400 checks. Greg uh, Gutfeld said, why not just double it? Why not just double it to something like $4 trillion and that way just cancel everyone's taxes this year because that's about what the country takes in in taxes every year. Just double it. If 1.9 is irrelevant, maybe $4 trillion is irrelevant, and then we won't have to pay taxes. 